Hi, Timmy Whispers here from Gimme the Hot Sauce Podcast. The two-way V4 features groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam, creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Fuel cell gives you the ultimate energy return, ensuring every step feels explosive and dynamic. Fresh foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort for the entire game. The upper construction features a lightweight textile that reduces weight while remaining supportive and breathable. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way at newbalance.com. Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, three-year, 30,000-mile complimentary maintenance, and America's best warranty ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. America's best warranty claim based on total package of warranty programs. See dealer for limited warranty details. Complimentary maintenance included Hyundai approved oil and oil filter change, except for electric vehicles and fuel cell electric vehicles, plus tire rotation, normal factory schedule maintenance intervals for three years or 36,000 miles, whichever comes first. More frequent maintenance due to severe driving conditions or conditions is excluded. Offer valid only for new 2020 or 2024 Hyundai models purchased or leased on or after February 1st, 2020. See your Hyundai dealer for further details and limitations. The long wait is finally over. The NBA season is here. We get it going on Tuesday night. A couple of games on TNT. The Denver Nuggets will raise the championship banner as they host LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers. And then the nightcap on TNT will have the Golden State Warriors against the Phoenix Suns. And the best news of all is Stacy's ready to go. Preseason is over. He will be behind the mic with Adam Amin for the first game at the United Center. The Bulls hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to have plenty of NBA talk uh, coming up with David Schuster, the longtime NBA reporter who's going to join us in a little bit. But, Stacey, let's let's talk a little bit NBA before we get to the Bears. Uh, obviously, fans missed you, and I know you're anxious to get back as well. Yeah, you know, I, I decided to take preseason off, talk to the Bulls about, you know, getting a little bit more extra time to rehab and, and make sure the hip is, you know, about as to close as 100% as possible. So uh, we did that. And, uh, you know, shout out to my rehab specialist, Nicole, over at Rush. Yeah. They took care of me over there. So uh, looking forward to it. And now the grind starts. You got to get uh, plane travel and all that stuff. I mean, people people don't realize that that you know when you've had the hip issues, that's not the easiest thing in the world to be traveling like that. No, no, and, and I'm not 100 percent right now, but I'm I'm able to travel. I got the clearance to go travel, so uh, I'm looking forward to to you know getting uh, getting the season started on Wednesday, play again on Friday, I think, against the Raptors, and then we go on a, a four or five day road trip, yeah. and that's going to be a test that four or five day road trip. But <laughs> I, I expect to be you know pretty close to 100% as the season goes along. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Whispers has got his windburn going. Still always red. It doesn't matter what season it is, right? <laughs> it was a long weekend out there in the sun and the and the wind. That's right. Hey, so what's new with you, Whispers? What's going on? I, just, uh, I was out with Stacy last Friday night, and part of his rehab, he was telling the whole group that uh, 
He's playing Twister again, which is good to hear. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Working that, working that. Telling stories out of school. Go again, on, baby. Oh yeah, it was it was something to hear about though. Hey, one hand on the yellow. Naked Twister. <laughs> That's what I was That's playing. Naked Twister. That's what I was talking about. Uh, Not, shout out, shout out to you know who. Yeah, it wasn't with the boys. Okay. No, 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 no boys. No. Yeah, no, we're not going there. They're not going there. No, that wasn't that kind of party. Okay, it was a different party. It's a game for all seasons. Yes, There's it no is. No question about oh, that. Oh yes, so baby will too. Hey, Oklahoma City's coming in on Wednesday. <laughs> Chet Holmgren, who didn't play Woo! last year because of an injury, uh, it was technically a rookie. He'll be eligible for the Rookie of the Year award. He was something to see in in the preseason. I tell you what, uh, Wembenyana is certainly the favorite for Rookie of the Year, but Chet Holmgren is going to be a factor for that Oklahoma City team. Yeah, he is. I mean, that's that's a that's a very good young Oklahoma City team. They got all the right pieces to to make a legitimate run in the Western Conference. Um, you know, this is a kid that can you know shoot. Three-point shots. He can put the ball on the floor. Um, really athletic, big. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see where he fits in, you know, with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You know, that's the main guy. And then you got Josh Giddy, you know, young point guard, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, you know, point guard. Uh, Lewis Dort, you know, there's a lot of good talent on that team. So it'll be interesting where he finds his way to operate, to do the things that he wants to do. Shea Gildress-Alexander, a lot of people don't know much about him, but he averaged 30 points a game last year. I've seen some of the preseason MVP lists. He's been listed in the you know top 10 favorites to win the MVP award. This is a guy who can score. He's got good positional size, and I think some people really slept on him. I know when he came out of that draft, there were a lot of good point guards, and he played at Kentucky where those guys normally don't get a lot of shots under John Calipari, but he's blown up to be a, you know a, easily a top 10 player in the league now. Well, you know, he was with the Clippers and uh, wasn't getting a really a lot of playing time there, and then got moved to Oklahoma City, and then Chris Paul came, and he was able to play a year with Chris Paul and learn how to be a point guard and watch how Chris Paul operates. And then once Chris Paul left, then, you know, it opened up the door for him to do what he's doing now. Uh, you know, this is a guy that doesn't shoot the three very well, but he's a decent three-point shooter. But where he's really effective is being able to break people down at the top of the circle. He's not very fast, but he gets to where he needs to get. He gets to the foul line. Had a great summer with Team Canada, even though Team Canada kind of flamed out. Mm -hmm. But he played extremely well. Uh, was one of the top players in the world, uh, you know, in the FIBA tournament. So uh, this is a, this is a kid who's who's really ascended. He's starting to become a superstar player in this league. So it's going to be interesting. We get a chance to see him on Wednesday. It's an opportunity for the Bulls at home to play against a very good Oklahoma City team. This is not a team that should not. It's going to make the playoffs, and so the mindset for the Bulls should be. This is a big game for us, even though it's game number one. This is against a playoff caliber team from the Western Conference. The other big story in the Western Conference, the Memphis Grizzlies, who are already going to be without John Morant because of a 25-game suspension, learned over the weekend that their big center, Stephen Adams, is going to have to have a surgical procedure on his knee. They were hoping their rehab would take care of it. He's going to miss the entire season. Oh. And I think that basically takes them from being maybe a fringe contender to a team that may be in the play-in tournament. Well, and, and that really hurt them last year. You know, they losing Steven Adams really, really hurt them in the playoffs last year. This is a guy that does all the dirty work. You don't have to run plays for him. He's not demanding the ball in the post, but he's he's become an effective score when the ball gets to him inside. You know, he's a great pick and roll guy, sets a lot of screens, gets, you know, their shooters open, gets John Morant opportunities to attack the rim. Uh, he's going to be sorely missed because not only does he do all those little intangible things to help a team win, he's a very good rebounder and a very good defensive player. And he's a big dude. 
And Memphis is still without Brandon Clark, who was hurt last year. He's still rehabbing from a serious injury. He's going to be out the beginning of the season. So they're going to have to deal with some size issues up front. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to have to play a lot of center, and that's going to put a lot of pressure on him. Uh, let's get back to the Bulls. And Monday is the deadline for players who are entering their fourth season to sign rookie extensions. We've seen some crazy numbers. The biggest one I've seen so far, Jaden McDaniels, gets $136 million from the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's a good player. Uh, he's a good defensive player, a good complementary player to the things they have going on there. But that's a big financial commitment for a guy that you know only scores 10, 12 points a game. Well, he's considered one of the better 3 and D players. Mm -hmm. And 3 and D wings are getting paid. And uh, he's a young player that has a huge upside and they see the future. A lot of these kids are getting paid on potential on this first rookie deal. You know, teams see, have seen enough of these guys to throw this money at them and say, okay, we, we're projecting him from point A to point you know, C to be this kind of player. What we've seen so far in the two or three years that we've had these players, and Minnesota wanted to lock him up very quickly because he on the open market with the way teams need 3 and D players, he would have been gone. And I think Minnesota feels like they can make a big jump this year. Anthony Edwards was one of the stars of that World Cup tournament over the summer. He's a guy that, that could make that next step. And when you pair him with Carl Anthony Towns, they've got Rudy Gobert. They've got a, a deep roster. I think they feel like you know maybe with some teams falling back a little bit, they could, they could move up in the Western Conference standings. Minnesota is my surprise team. Um, I expect them to make some noise. They've got all the, the pieces to go make a deep run, at least to the second round. And with you know when you got Memphis now losing Steven Adams, a team that you would have thought would have been favored being in the top four, uh, that hurts their chances. And now you got Minnesota, who has all the necessary tools. You got Rudy Gobert, who's a rim protector. Carl Anthony Towns is is a big that can do a lot of things for Minnesota. Uh, Anthony Edwards is going to have a breakout year. He's going to be superstar status. Right. He made the all-star team last year. He's going to be an all-star this year. And I think this is the year that he takes over that team and it becomes his team. I, I thought the last first couple of years he was deferring. And, you know, you saw bits and pieces – of when he wanted to take over a game, what kind of difference he makes. I think now after playing for Team USA, I think now and then last year what he did, I think now you're looking at this kid now taking over as a star player on that Minnesota team. And they still have the veteran Mike Conley to run the points. So that's a good squad in Minnesota, a team to watch in the NBA this season. We're talking about the rookie contract extensions, a couple other ones that have happened on Monday. The Atlanta Hawks signed their center, their backup center, Onyeka Okongwu, to a four-year $62 million extension. So he's getting paid. The black backup Clint Capella in Atlanta. Uh, Denny Avdia, a guy that the – Bulls looked at that 2019 draft. He got a $55 million five-year extension from the Washington Wizards. And so now the question is, Monday at midnight's the deadline. Will Patrick Williams sign an extension? I mean, I've heard some really, like, mind-boggling numbers. I mean, I, I think it was um, – I don't know who put it out, but they were talking about it. he was that Patrick's people were looking for $200 million. Yeah. I think it was Zach Lowe who reported for ESPN that – uh, his people wanted 200 million. I mean, you look at his career stats. You know, 170 games. You know, the first two years were marred by injury. Uh, under 10 points, 1.3 assist, uh, under five rebounds. Yeah, that's that's an issue that Billy really wants well, to improve on. Well, yeah. I mean, with his size and his athletic ability, uh, his, his rebound number should be somewhere around that six to eight range. Mm -hmm. I mean, he could easily go get eight rebounds a game with his size and, and his ability 
to play above the rim. Um, that number is really, really low for his his talent level. Uh, you see, forty one percent from the three point line, and almost shooting, you know, almost eighty percent from the foul line. This is a big year, and if you're the Bulls, you know, if you have that opportunity to wait and see, because I don't think they're going to get a deal done. I, I just don't think yeah. it's going to happen. Just popped up. Woj said no deal done. Yeah. See, I, I just dun, 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 dun. breaking dun, dun, news. Breaking news by hey. whispers. Whispers doing the work over there. Hey, breaking you know, on the, on gotta, the computer. Got to keep going. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Find some tidbits out there. See, little tidbits, okay? But I, I'm, I'm a, like, I didn't think they were gonna get a deal done. And the Bulls historically have always said, if you want that guaranteed money, you may have to give us a team friendly discount. Well, I mean, it's not even a team friendly discount. It's like it's being honest of what you think right. that player is worth. Yeah. I mean, if he if he's worth 150 million, then they're gonna have to pay him 150 million. But I think they're in a situation now is that he hasn't done enough consistently to say give him 136 million dollars as you saw with Jade McDaniel. Uh McDaniel's has done a lot in that little time that he's been in Minnesota yeah. that you could say he's warranted that that's pretty much the going rate for small forwards. You know, Patrick Williams has been playing power forward. You know, his natural position in my opinion is small forward. So now the Bulls are going to say, "Okay, we're going to wait and see how you do this year." It's almost like that same situation with Jimmy Butler. You know, I know the numbers are totally different where Jimmy bet on himself. You know, he's like, okay, y'all, you know, you want to, you don't want to pay me what I think I'm worth. Then I'll, 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 you know, avoid this signing now. And then we'll see what happens in the summer. And he ends yeah. up, ends up getting a big deal. And I think it's the same thing. There it is. Yeah. We've got, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're not, we'll, we'll read you what Woj is saying. No rookie contract extensions for Atlanta's Sadiq Bay. New York's Emmanuel Quickly, Chicago's Patrick Williams, Indiana's Obi Toppin, and Toronto's Precious Achua. So those are some names that they're going to have to go into the restricted free agent market this summer. Teams will retain the right to match any offer. And I think the Bulls that's are a like, smart move. hey, if Patrick has a great year, we'll listen, pay him what he's worth. Listen, that's a smart move. You go out, let's just say, let's just say the Bulls offer him, if they would have offered him a contract today, they'd be bidding against themselves. So it makes sense to say, hey, look, Let's see what this kid does this year and see, you know, he's going to have opportunities to do a lot of different things. First, he's got to stay healthy. Second thing, he has to come out every single night and be playing at a consistent level because that's been the biggest thing with Patrick is his inconsistency. You know, there's games where he looks like, wow, this guy's a world beater. Yeah. And then there's others, he disappears. Uh, a lot of that is deferring to the veteran players on this team, but he can't defer now. I mean, he can't defer. If he really wants to be uh, paid like he thinks he should be paid, then he's going to have to come out and have a big year. You're, that 9.7 career average is going to have to be 15, 16 sure. points this year, yeah. you know, seven, eight rebounds. Bounds. Those numbers have to be a big difference from what the Bulls have seen his first few seasons here. So that'd be something to watch the continued development of Patrick Williams as he's going to be a restricted free agent coming up this summer. And as we mentioned, the Bulls will be happy to pay him if he has a big year coming up this season. We're going to talk a lot more NBA with David Schuster a little bit later in the show, but now let's uh, switch it to the Bears. I was at Soldier Field yesterday, was pleasantly surprised by what I saw. Tyson Bajent, the undrafted free agent out of Shepherd University, Division II, was very efficient, 21 for 29. You know, he did, most of the passes were check downs, quick reads, but he executed the offense to perfection. He was really efficient. Well, this is one of the things that they really liked about him in the Senior Bowl uh, when they were scouting him, the, the the ability to time to make quick decisions and read what's what's available. And I think you saw that yesterday. Now, the big problem right now is, is that if he wins, if if if, you know, Fields doesn't come back this next week, 
and he does well again. Now people are going to be calling for, you know, Purdy. We got a Brock Purdy situation. And I don't I don't think there's that's even close to right, to right. what San Francisco's been able to do. But this kid, you know, has shown you some things. He got you know got the ball to his playmakers. Uh they were able to run the ball with Foreman. And that's what I've I've always said about this Bears team. Even when they have struggled, their running game is still picking up four or five yards a carry and you take pressure off of the quarterback when you can run the football. They kind of get away from running the football with Justin Fields and rely more on him running the football. But you saw Foreman, 16 carries, 89 yards. I mean, I picked him up on my fantasy team a couple of weeks ago and uh, he came up big. Foreman, Foreman, baby, way to go, baby, help me. Whispers, what do you think about Bajan? I, I think that the one knock on him uh, and the reason why he probably wasn't drafted is arm strength. You know, We saw the one ball he threw against Minnesota into the wind that kind of hung up, got intercepted when they had a chance maybe to, to well, win the game. He addressed it. He says he has a cannon. but uh, He said that, and then everybody <laughs> laughed. laughed. But, but the thing is, it's, it's not that big of a surprise. If you look at his career, I mean, he started every game since his yeah. sophomore year in college as the most uh, touchdowns in FBS history. And then uh, he won the, what is that, the Harlan Award as well? He won a yeah, big time award as the as the top quarterback in Division Two, and we mentioned this on last week's show. His dad, Travis, is the yeah, world arm wrestling <laughs> yeah. champion. I saw a clip on on social media where he was messing around with a reporter on the sideline, and he took the microphone and basically did the segment. This guy's got a great personality, but I think right now he's he's kind of staying in the in the background because he wants his son to have his, his chance to shine. Yeah, but you think he'd have that arm strength after he talked about the uh, Nate Peterman bizarre. Yeah, they put One him in to throw play. a Hail Mary and he fumbled. Fumbles yeah. it. Yeah. It's very yeah. strange. You know what, though? You know what, though? I, I think the, the arm strength is a valid point, but I think it's a mute point because there's a lot of guys in this league that don't have the arm strength. Brock Purdy doesn't have super mm-hmm. arm strength, but he reads defenses. He gets the ball to the right people. The offensive coordinator, Shanahan, and the offensive coordinator design plays quick hitters where he's able to, to read quickly, make a decision with the football, get the ball, and then let his receivers run after catch. Yeah. So, you know, the same thing with this kid. He may not have the arm strength, but what you saw is quick decisions, get the ball to your playmakers, and then let them, you know, let them make the play. Yeah, passer, not a thrower. Yeah, and, and Matt Eberflus quickly wanted to shoot down any potential quarterback controversy. He was asked who his number one quarterback is, and he immediately and very strongly stated that Justin Fields is the number one quarterback. Tyson Bagent is the backup. We're happy that he played well, got a victory over a Raiders team that really struggled in that game on the lakefront. But, you know, they're going to give Fields every opportunity when he's ready to come back to show that that he can be a franchise quarterback here in Chicago. The update on Fields on Monday, we're going to talk to Mark Grody in a little bit. They said that he's making progress with that dislocated right thumb. He's still working with the trainers to get the swelling and the soreness out of there. So he's doubtful for this coming Sunday's game against the Los Angeles Chargers. That's going to be a Sunday night game. So Bajent will get his second start. And the funny thing about this, Stacey, is the Bears should have beaten Denver. They were winning 28-7 to in that game. They had a good chance to beat the Vikings. This whole thing could be flipped. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the NFL is so topsy-turvy this year. Buffalo lost again over the weekend. I mean, you're only seeing a, a couple of teams that are really legitimately strong. The rest of them, you can all throw them in a hat to see who's going to win. Lions got smoked. Yeah, yeah Lions got killed by Baltimore yesterday. Um, you know, the, the one thing, again, you know, if this kid wins, let's say let's say he's out there for four or five games, you know, and the and the team goes four and one or five and oh with him out there, then, then you can start saying there may be a quarterback controversy, but this is just one game. He's going to go up against a pretty solid uh, front four yeah. against the Chargers that get after the quarterback. You know, Khalil 
Mack. You got you know Joey Bosa. Those yeah. guys get after the quarterbacks. Now let's see what he does. You know on Sunday against them, and then you look at you look at what they've got left on the schedule. I mean, you know, had they won a couple of those other yeah. games, and then you look at New Orleans. That's a winnable game. Carolina's definitely a winnable game. Detroit, er, I don't think no. so. Minnesota, uh, Minnesota er, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> Detroit again, nope. Cleveland, nope. Arizona, yes. Atlanta, maybe. Atlanta looked good. Uh, they looked good yesterday. And Green Bay. You know what, though? The the league is so topsy-turvy right now that I, th- I know at the beginning of the year people were saying it'd be a good season for the Bears if they win eight or nine games. Of course, that's out the window now. But you consider the couple of games they gave away. They could have been in, a, in contention for wild cards, but they should be at least be three and four right now. Yeah, they this, they gave some games away, you yeah. know. And, and I thought that, you know, I'm a big thing. I'm a big believer in preseason games. Uh, you got to play some preseason games to get some continuity. Yeah, yeah. Get your you know, having these guys sit out preseason and then just showing up for game one. Uh, I thought that Green Bay game was winnable. Uh, the opening the opening game. I thought they should have won that game. I, they look rusty. They look like they hadn't had a preseason. Uh, some penalties. Guys, you know, offensive line didn't have a very good game. Um, I thought that hurt them. And I thought the Denver game, you know, being able not, you know, running the ball, uh, not taking the points instead of, you know, instead of, you know, trying to go. It was fourth. It was fourth and one. And you're taking a shotgun formation five yards back. And, uh, you know, Denver comes back and wins the game. So, you know, those kind of games you look back and go, man, if we would have just done some things differently, maybe we have a chance because, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could have won two or three of those games. And all of a sudden the Bears' defense has really come on over the last three games. They've only allowed 44 points, and they were dominant in the in the win over the Raiders. Jalen Johnson had two interceptions, one of them a pick six, and the knock on Jalen is that you know he doesn't get many interceptions. He only had one in his NFL career until yesterday, but then after he ran it back for a touchdown, he did the old money thing because he's, he's looking for a new contract. And afterwards, he was asked by reporters, was, were you sending a message? He goes, you're damn right. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? I mean, listen, I mean, this is a, this is a player-driven league. You know, this is, you know, players being successful. Um, you know, you, you play the, a certain way. You get some interceptions. You know, you got two yesterday. You finish out the season with a, a nice number, and he's going to get paid. Because the Bears, and just like any team, you can't keep letting talent walk out the door. You know, right. you can't because you don't want to pay him. Yeah, you lost Roquan Smith. Yeah, exactly, that way, yeah. exactly. And you and not taking anything away from the linebackers they have now, mm-hmm. but they would have been much better to pay Roquan Smith, who's under thirty years old. Yeah. And and really having a great season. And he was your guy. You yes. Him, he yeah. and, and he was your guy. And he's a guy that wanted to be here and he fit that Chicago mode of being that that linebacker that, you know, Bears fans have been known to see, like that tradition of linebackers. You let him go. He's having a hell of a year in, in Baltimore right now and just imagine how good your defense would have been if he would have stayed here yeah the defense has been very impressive to watch over the last few weeks and and if they can continue to play at that level they could probably win with Tyson Bajan playing a conservative ball control kind of offense Ben you got something for us Mark is ready for us all right let's bring in our guy Mark Rohde who's been working hard getting the Monday updates at Hallis Hall Matt Eberflus met the media to give an update on Justin Fields and, and a whole bunch of other things so we're going to bring in Groats in just a second there he, there is. he is Mark Rohde joining us hey thanks <laughs> Mark. Mark for for jumping on we appreciate all the hard work people are following your coverage at the score uh saw you in the press box yesterday and it was nice to walk into a winning locker room that that hadn't happened since september of last season so what were your thoughts uh, kind of a surprise how easily they dispatched the raiders 
Yeah, no, that's a great word to use, how easily it happened. I mean, I didn't think it was out of the realm of possibility that the Bears would would beat Vegas, but they did it systematically, and I almost mean that literally. I mean, there was this highly conservative yet efficient game plan put forth by Luke Getze that was followed to a T by Tyson Bagent, 21 of 29 for 162 yards, and that touchdown pass to Deontay Foreman. And, you know, I think, you know, one of the things, Mark, that came up when we were in that post-game presser with the Flutes was, or actually with Tyson Bajan himself, was, you know, how nice was it that every aspect of the Bears played well on your watch, not just offensively. I mean, talk about the offensive line and what they did and getting the ball out to eight or nine different receivers, but the defense was excellent as well on this day. Special teams, everybody contributed, and that's like gold to a quarterback. That's like when a pitcher has error-free baseball behind him and everything is going great that way. So he definitely, Tyson Bajan, had the benefit of that, but yeah, man, it was great to to cover a win at Soldier Field. You know, Mark, the one thing I noticed about them, they had a game plan of, of really getting the ball out quick and allowing Bayesian to, you know, dump it off to his receivers and let them, you know, yards after the catch. I thought Dante Foreman really gave them a running game that kept the defense off balance. They weren't just able, Las Vegas wasn't just able to just, let's just blitz this young quarterback and put him in situations. Uh, I thought the game plan was basic, simple, but it was effective. Yeah, I mean, and to your point, too, about, you know, their defense attacking the young quarterback, you know, Max Crosby is one of the scariest pass rushers in the NFL, and a lot of us thought that that he was just going to be an absolute menace to Tyson Bajan, but he was so efficient, and, you know, here's the here's the real beauty of Tyson Bajan, and, you know, Matt Eberflus talked about this a little bit today, is that he's got that thing, that internal clock as a quarterback, or at least that's something that I'm seeing with him in terms of now last week wasn't a great example when he was strip sack, but there were so many examples in this game where he was able to elude pressure, step up in the pocket and either make a play with his arm or take off. Um, but I just thought his presence of mind was so spot on for this game. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing if that is something that he has something that can continue to develop because that that's one of those things that's really hard to teach a quarterback, like actual presence of mind and and that natural ability to elude in order to make a play, as opposed to eluding to survive. What did you think of Flus coming out so strongly and saying that Justin's my starter and uh, Bajan's the backup? Uh, can anything happen in the ensuing weeks to change that, or are the are the Bears committed to uh, sticking with Justin Fields and and giving him every opportunity to prove that he can be the franchise quarterback when he's healthy enough to return? Yeah, I thought that for once, Matt Eberflus was ready for what was going to be a very obvious question to him. Like somebody was going to have to ask. Is it is you know does this affect Justin Fields in any way, shape, or form? I thought that was the exact right answer too. By the way, I mean at this point after that performance, and Bajent was fine. He he was good according to the game plan, but it's not like he did something dynamic out there where where you're like, oh man, we really got to take a look at Justin Fields. Justin Fields still 100% the guy. I agree with that notion. Um, you know, I'd leave open the gray area for my mind to be changed by Bajan if things keep going well. My best guess, too, is that 
that Fields is going to miss this game against the Chargers, but then we'll return the following week. I think he's only going to miss a couple of games. And look, based on what he did in those two games this year, you know, one of one of which they, they you know, the Washington game and then the goodness against Denver as well. I still want to see, like, now that I know that that is there, I want to continue to see more of that. And this is not the time to just put Justin Fields down. Yeah, one one of the things ab- uh, about Bajan was coming in here, they talked about, you know, his cer- being cerebral, being a guy that picks up things very quickly. They talked about the senior bowl where the scouts from Chicago really right, – that's where he was discovered. And they were amazed about the way he can pick things up and read things quickly. And it was very evident, Mark, would you say uh, against the Las Vegas Raiders that, that whoever scouted him, they probably should get that guy a raise. Yeah, no doubt. Well, one of the things that they said in terms of that ability to be, I guess we'll just call him unflappable, is that he's played so much football that he, this is, you know, we don't really see these guys anymore that play four years of football at, at, at the college level. And then, you know, as he said, even in high school, he said that it was his, I think it was his sophomore year where he took over the varsity starting gig in high school. So, I mean, that that's even big. So he's just played so much football in his life that I think that that adds to the unflappability that has existed when he's out there. So he's a guy who, like, I think the bottom line is, that Tyson Bajan, you know, smart, like you said, he knows what he's doing out there. He knows what is supposed to happen. The question is, is does he have the arm talent to continue to execute? Now, we know he could execute at that level, you know, with the screen passes and the short passes. You know, he's zero explosive plays. The next question is, is can he operate on a at another level, and if he can operate on that level consistently, then you start to talk about a guy who could be a starting quarterback in the NFL, whether it would be with the Bears or with another team. Um, you know that that's you know we'll we'll find out how that works, but that that's what that would show. For now, he has shown that he could probably be a pretty good backup in the National Football League. But if he shows arm at some point in time, he's a starter somewhere. Traditionally, Mark, the NFL has not been big with the trade deadline that's coming up next Tuesday on Halloween. But the last couple of years, we've seen more trades in the NFL. And of course, one involving the Bears when they shipped Roquan Smith off to the Ravens. There had been a lot of speculation that maybe Jalen Johnson could be on the move. And of course, he gets two picks, including a pick six yesterday and does the money, money, money celebration uh, in the end zone. Of course, he was very vocal. We just discussed the fact that he was you know, saying, damn right, I deserve to be paid. Do you think that stance may lead to him being shipped out next week? Well, that's interesting you say that. I'm actually opening up my, uh, my phone right now because he was just on. Jalen Johnson was just on the, on the score with Parkins and Spiegel. And um, I actually just tweeted this out right before I came on with you guys. So Jalen Johnson um, asked by Parkinson Spiegel, are you and the Bears currently negotiating a contract extension? He said, yeah, it's a process, but things are, I will say, starting to hopefully ramp up. We'll see where things go um, in the next week ahead of the deadline. So he does mention the deadline. And then the follow-up, guys, was, just to confirm, your reps and the Bears are talking, right? And he gave a definitive yes. But remember, the week before that, when he was on Parkinson Spiegel, he was talking about the fact that, based on what you just said, Chanowski, about you know Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith getting traded, 
anybody could get traded. So he's clearly a little bit paranoid about that or has an eye out for that potential. Yeah. So what should we look forward to against this Charger team? Because we were just talking about it earlier. That he's going to face a rush uh, this week against, you know, Khalil Mack, and you're going to have, you know, Bosa. They get after the quarterback with their front four really, really good. So what do you think the game plan is going to be? Same as it was against the Las Vegas Raiders with Crosby, get the ball out quick, uh, you know, make quick decisions and let your let your playmakers take off? Yeah, I don't think it's time to alter the playbook uh, drastically at all. There's going to obviously be some different wrinkles. But, yeah, to the point about the rush, this this game plan, I would think, would the one that they just had against Vegas would definitely be in sync against the Chargers, maybe even releasing a little bit more quickly in a game like this. You know, we were talking to you know, Matt Eberflus today about, you know, what's, what's next? You know, could we see them open it up a little bit? And, you know, Eberflus was down with the idea, and he does think that he can do those things. But, hey, look, even if it wasn't the Chargers and it, they didn't have a good pass rushing team, I would still say, let's not get carried away. Keep doing what you're doing. And then when the time is right, then you start to put more on his plate and open it up and see what he's actually made of in terms of making those long ball throws. Whispers, you got anything for Mark? Yeah. Hey, Mark, did you think it was strange that not only did they think Peterman had a stronger arm, but also a stronger knee to finish the game? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because he, he didn't get the kneel down there. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. I asked that question. I did end up asking that at the press conference today, and he just said, you know, the game was over, and that's he said something to the effect of Matt Eberflus, that is, that's just what we do. Um, and he had the some of the other backups were in the game. So I think he was just just like in an NBA game, you know, the the starters all sit down at the end and they throw the reserves in, get guys some run that don't normally get out there. But yeah, the big knee and the big arm. I gotta be honest with you, Whispers, until Matt Eberflus gave the explanation about Peterman throwing the bomb at the half. I didn't know Peterman had a strong arm. No, I've never <laughs> I, seen it. <laughs> no. And as a reporter, that's probably my bad, but I didn't know he had a strong arm. Well, how about yeah, Bajan saying, I got a cannon? So he's like, <laughs> yeah, I should have thrown yeah. that ball. Yeah. Oh, that was great, man. And did you, Stanowski, did you notice how serious he was being? We all laughed when he said yeah. that. And he was being dead serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we yeah. all did. Because he's like, yo, I got a cannon for arm. And then he goes on and says, yeah, I could have made that throw. I got a really strong arm. I wouldn't be here if I didn't have a strong arm. So we all laughed at him. So I, I got a. I was thinking about how he must have felt after that. Did they just laugh at me when I said I got a cannon for an arm? That's what happened. And his dad's gonna come in and rain holy terror on the media. <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna one arm everybody. Just slam them on tables. Yeah, does he kick people's asses with one arm? Dude, oh my not gosh. just arm wrestling. Does he do everything with that left hand? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. The legend of Travis Bajan. Oh, so we got that to worry they're about. Both legendary. It's unbelievable how legendary these quarterback and father are. Well, Mark, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. It was fun to cover a winning locker room yesterday, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance for a few more W's before the season comes to a close. Amen. Good to be on with you guys as always. And I apologize for missing last week. Uh, the Jalen Johnson stuff all hit at the wrong time. So I'm back, baby. All right. <laughs> Mark Rohde, our Bears insider it, here on Give Me the Hot right. Sauce. Thanks, Mark. We're going to talk a little more NBA with David Schuster in a bit, but first we're going to tell you about one of our great sponsors, our good friend Jeff Vukovic. When it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, make sure you contact the king of insurance, 
He's our good buddy, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic. You can reach him at jeffvuk.com. That's jeffvuk.com. You see the phone number on your screen, 847-825-4783. Tell him the guys that give me the hot sauce sent you. And, of course, Stacy's going to be singing the jingle on a regular basis. Not that he hasn't on a weekly basis, but he's got a warm-up version for us today. Nationwide is on your side. (laughs) Wow. Rich. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Feel the, the, the vibration. Couldn't you yeah, mind? The, the smooth. Very wide. The my, smooth my, my chair vibrated. <laughs> hey, what are you doing over there, man? Your chair vibrating. Hey, turn the fan on over here. Got some extra bass in here. <laughs> so we got our first Bulls game coming up on Wednesday. David Schuster is going to join us to talk more about that in just a Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is my pleasure to welcome in my good friend and uh, my former co-host on the short-lived but extremely popular Sharpshooters podcast. And when I say extremely popular, David, I mean with my family and your family. <laughs> it's, it's good to talk to you again, you. My family didn't even bother. <laughs> you couldn't even get your family to listen. Oh, oh man. man, that's hard. That's hardcore right there. Ouch. Hey, we know that uh, you love the NBA like all of us do, and and the season is going to tip off Tuesday night. The expectations nationally for the Bulls are low. Most of the projected win totals are in the high 30s. Uh, Stacy thinks they're going to be much better than that. I think the addition of Javon Carter and Torrey Craig is definitely going to help the team. How do you look at this Bulls team as we get ready to tip it off? You know, I want to be optimistic and I'll try. I'll be more optimistic than I guess the national people because I saw ESPN's uh, total today was 37. So they think they're going to go 37 and 45. They're going to be right around 500. I I hope that I'm wrong about that and they're even higher, but that's just the way I see it. You know, obviously Zach Levine is going to do his thing and DeMar DeRozan is, you know, maybe potentially headed out to the Hall of Fame someday. And uh, Vucevic is coming off a really good season. I still don't know about Kobe White being a point guard. I think we've had this discussion many times. I think he's better than he was a couple of years ago when they tried him at that position. And, and obviously uh, Patrick Williams is 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 at times an enigma. They do have depth, and I do like that. And I think the second unit is going to bring a lot of energy um, consistently on the defensive end of the court, especially led by Alex Caruso. And I'm a big fan of Andre Drummond. But, you know, difference makers is what, you know, it takes to be an NBA playoff team and then ultimately a champion team. So I just don't think they have enough when it comes to that. So, you know, maybe they can get as high as number six in the East, 
But the East is so good, guys. I mean, Milwaukee is obviously the team to beat. And Boston's right with them. The Knicks are better. Philadelphia minus, you know, the goofball James Harden. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, Cleveland's better. Miami's better. Uh, you know, even Orlando is, is an up-and-coming team. So, you know, where the Bulls ultimately slot pending injuries and so many other things, you know, 500, maybe a number six spot in the East. Well, Shoes, you saw today that the Bulls uh, declined to pick up Patrick Williams, um, you know, his rookie deal. What do you what do you think about that, and what message does that send? Is that is that one of these situations, let's wait and see how you play this year before they commit to him? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is, Stacey, and, and I think that's the right course of action on the Bulls' part. I mean, again, at times he's shown he can be a pretty damn good player in the NBA, but at other times he disappears, and it goes all the way back to his college days, even though he only played one year at Florida State. He deferred to older players, and I think at times he's still deferring to a lot of his teammates and older players, even on the Bulls' roster. So if I'm the Bulls, unlike some other guys who they signed right after their rookie deals to longer-term contracts, I think it's a wait-and-see on their part, and I think it's the right wait-and-see. You know, it's interesting uh, when Vooch met the media on media day, he was was pretty candid in saying that when he was negotiating uh, to come back to Chicago, that he wanted a larger role in the offense, but he also kind of understood the message from the front office was, you got to get it done now, that this could be the last run for Vooch and DeRozan and Zach Levine. It, is, it, is it imperative on them to get off to a good start, or we might be hearing a lot of trade rumors as, as we head into the new year? I think anything's a possibility, Mark. Yeah, I think it, it, well, first of all, it's imperative always to get off to a good start. And, you know, I'm sure Stacy will echo that from all his playing days. But yeah, I think it's really important because the Bulls, uh, what you see is pretty much what you've gotten from this squad over the last couple of years. Again, the, the, the big three with Levine and Vucevic and DeRozan. I don't think there's any question all three of those guys will deliver, but it's the rest of the guys that need to help them out, both, you know, in the starting unit and, and uh, coming off the bench. And if they don't get a lot of wins, yeah, there's going to be a lot of pressure. DeMar DeRozan, you know, could easily be traded at the trading deadline, pending on where they are in the standings. I don't see Zach going anywhere. Not yet. I think there's just owed too much money. And obviously, Vooch just signed a three-year deal. So, But, you know, DeRozan is the guy that easily, if things don't go right the way they want them to go, and everybody knows this, he could be traded at the deadline. There's no question about that. One of the things, Shoes, that I... I, I kind of disagree with the 37 and a half wins or 40 wins is is that Zach Levine will come into the season healthy. Last year, he didn't get healthy till All-Star break, and that really, really hurt the Bulls because his lack of explosion because of his knee, he was hurting. You could tell he was kind of laboring uh, in the first part of the year. This year, he's healthy. When I watch him in preseason, he's got that explosion back. He's attacking the rim. He's playing above the rim again. I think that's huge for the Bulls this year. Yeah, Stacey, there's no question. He's at the prime of his career, and he's had, you know, knee injuries throughout, but yet he's come back better seemingly each and every time that he's had a knee injury. So I don't think there's any questions. That's going to score his 25, 26, 27 points a game average. DeRozan's going to do his thing. Vooch is going to do his thing as well. And by the way, Vucevic had a really, really good year last year, at least in my opinion, he did. And that's why he got the contract to stay here. But again, they need much more than that, Stacey. They need more difference makers. And I think they need a little bit more size, to be honest with you, even though Andre Drummond comes off and he's a double-double machine himself. I just think they they need more, guys. I mean, take a look at the East. Milwaukee is loaded, obviously. Lillard, and by the way, Milwaukee's taking a gamble. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but if they don't win a championship either this or next year, 
I mean, Giannis could still move on after that. Yeah. Lillard will be older at that point. They'll have no draft picks until maybe the next millennium. So, you know, they better win a championship. And I know that's your hometown uh, hometown team, Mark. They better win a championship <laughs> in the next two years because because hey. if they don't, Giannis ain't going nowhere. He just signed an extension with the Bucks. Yes. Wow. Breaking yes. news. Breaking news. Wow. Three years. What is going three, on today? Three years, $186 million. And I think a lot of that had to do, he put pressure on them that, hey, they got to win now. You got to go out and make a move. You got to bring someone there. And you were, listen, Dame's name was not even brought up. Milwaukee wasn't even a player in the Dame Lillard sweepstakes. It was all Miami. It was other teams. Milwaukee kind of creeped in in the dark. They had something to offer. Uh, they were able to pull that off. Now you get your superstar player now committed for another four years. They're set. He ain't going nowhere. Even if they don't win, he's still there. All right. Well, that was a smart move, obviously, by Milwaukee. And they must have felt the pressure knowing that, you know, if they didn't do something to satisfy him, and obviously that's economics, if they didn't satisfy him economically and, and uh, they didn't win a championship the next couple of years, he was going to move on. So, you know, now he's wrapped up and now Milwaukee will stay in the hunt for the next few years as long as Lillard and, and Giannis can coexist on the court. And I don't think there's any question they will. Funny thing is that Giannis, in, in those well-publicized interviews, said it made no sense for him to sign the extension this year because he could get more money if he waited until next summer. So he basically completely contradicted himself. But I guess with that kind of guaranteed money, you know, what are we talking the difference? You know I mean, I mean and he's got so much money coming to him. He was going to get, he was yeah. gonna get the max yeah. regardless if he did it this year or next year. It didn't matter. He was going to get the max. And he'll get another contract after that. Get, and yes, and he's still young. And he's going to get another one. Yeah. And, and, and guys, am I correct about this? He has been working out with the dream Hakeem Olajuwon yes, in the yeah, offseason. Yeah. I'm going to be really interested to see what kind of you know next steps in his uh, offensive game, especially uh, especially working with Olajuwon, what he, what he takes, because obviously he's a force already. When you look at the Eastern Conference shoes, I mean, you've seen some teams really make some improvements. I think Indiana is going to be a much better team than what people think. You know, Halliburton being that point guard, they got a lot of young talent. They picked up Obi Toppin from New York, which I thought was huge. I, I, that, I'm a big fan of Toppin. I think he's going to add something going on with Miles Turner, two bigs that are athletic, interchangeable. Um, you keep going down, looking at the Central Division. People are not talking about Cleveland. Even though Cleveland was a, was one of the better teams, you don't hear their name even mentioned as a team that can possibly come out of the Eastern Conference. Talk a little bit about what you see in the Eastern Conference and who you think are favorites. All right. Again, Milwaukee's got to be the favorite, especially after they picked up Lillard. And now Giannis will be happy both, uh, you know, at the bank and on the court. <laughs> uh, Boston is obviously very good. I mean, Jason Tatum is a top. And player, maybe even better than that in the NBA. Jalen Brown had a great regular season last year. He, he tailed a little bit in the postseason, but um, you know that's a really good duo right there. Drew Holiday is going to certainly help them out. I know, Mark, you like him a lot, yeah. especially on the defensive end of the court. It's going to be really interesting to see how Porzingis fits in over there also. You know, there's a lot of size, obviously. The Knicks with Brunson and Randall and Barrett, I mean, that's a pretty good trio themselves. Again, Philadelphia is going to be just a soap opera. I almost feel bad for the people who have to cover that team. I don't know what James Harden's going to do over the next 48 hours, but again, apparently he didn't show up at camp today. Is he going to be there for the opener, whether it's tomorrow or Wednesday? I'm not really sure. I think He's they're better nuts. without him, David. I think with letting Maxi go and run that team, I think they can play faster. I think they'll be a more efficient team. 
Probably so, but they're still going to need to pick up somebody else if he doesn't play right. with them, you know, to, you know, to fill out their roster. Cleveland, obviously, I mean, I love Donovan Mitchell when he's hot. I mean, he scored. How many did he score in that one game last 71 year? Was it 70? against the Bulls. I mean, you, you, yeah, you have wow. to be a great player. Way to, way to bring up an old, old injury. Oh, yeah, I was at that game. I was like, will somebody tackle him, hard foul him, do something, man. Where's Norman Van Leer? Yeah, somebody go out there and hit this dude, man. He was killing us. Yeah, I remember Norton going after, was it Sidney Wicks uh, with the chair yeah, at, the, oh, yeah, at, the, yeah. at the old uh, Chicago Stadium? <laughs> I was there. So there was a fan that day, believe it or not. Uh, Mobley, I love for Cleveland. I think he's a future potential, potential MVP candidate if he continues to grow. Miami's obviously got Jimmy and Bam. Uh, Atlanta with Trey Young. Indian, uh, Indianapolis, you mentioned Halliburton. I love his game. I really do. And like I said, Orlando is an up-and-coming team, too. I don't know how many more draft picks they have over the next few years uh, with Wagner and, and uh, Banchero and, and even Wendell Carter, who had a really good year last year, guys. He's gotten better and better. Even is able to shoot a three, which he, there's every time he did it with the Bulls, you know, I cringed. I know you probably guys probably did as well, but he's gotten better. Um, so, yeah, the East is loaded, Stacey. I I think the Bulls are going to have a hard time slotting, you know, anywhere higher than number six in the East. I really yeah, do. I don't. I don't see them. I see them better than a playing game this year. I, I see them somewhere between that six and eight range. Uh, the one of the things I've been impressed with in preseason, you know, I, even though I didn't do preseason get preseason games, I watched every single one of them. And one of the things I've been impressed with is the movement of the basketball. There wasn't a lot of isolation. Now, granted. It's preseason. Uh, will this carry over to the regular season or will they go back to doing some of the things that they're comfortable doing? The isolation with DeMar, Zach coming down, alternating. Because I thought in preseason, the ball was popping around the, the horn. Guys were getting wide open looks, you know, three-point shots. The new guys coming in contribute on both ends of the, of the floor. Uh, and I'm hoping to see that trend continue starting on Wednesday. No, it's interesting, uh, Stacey, because Billy Donovan did talk about that the other day. The one thing that he did bemoan in the preseason was the overall defensive effort. But he said, you know, with a couple of new guys, with Carter and Craig, who, by the way, are known to, for their defense, by the way, that it's just going to take a while for the guys to mesh defensively on that end of the court. So, you know, I'm a big believer. I don't care if it's the NBA. I do believe that, you know, defense will carry you pretty far if you're able to play it. And we'll see how far it does. Uh, offensively, though, it still, to me, is going to boil down to how well can Kobe White play that position. I didn't like him at the point guard a couple of years ago when they tried it. I think he got he has gotten better. There's no question. And he can score, obviously. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how he does. The big three with Levine and Vucevic and DeRozan, again, you know what you're going to get, and it's going to be really good. It's how much Kobe White and how much Patrick Williams can help you out in that starting unit. I'm sure folks know that David's a longtime voice in Chicago radio. He's covered all of Chicago's professional teams and so many championships. But if you watch Bulls games at the United Center, you might see a smiling face uh, between the two visiting TV broadcasters helping out with uh, the visiting television feed. You got any stories to tell about maybe some classic mistakes or somebody saying something to you or getting mad at you about something that, that you could share with our audience? Uh, well, I won't tell you about the ones who might have gotten mad at me, but I will give you a classic <laughs> one. I think it was the 88 All-Star game, and it was at the old building across the street, you know, that's now demolished. And um, I think that's the year, if I'm not mistaken, Stacey, was that the year that Michael won the three-pointer yeah. and had the, okay. Anyway, so the game itself on Sunday, 
I was working for ABC Radio, and I was working for the two Hall of Famers, of course, and that's, uh, um, oh gosh, I'm spacing out on names all of a sudden, uh, for the Celtics and for, you know, it was, it was uh, Chick Hearn. Okay. It was Chick Hearn and for the Lakers, Johnny Most. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, they, one was the color guy, one was the play-by-play guy, and they switched off, you know, uh, every quarter, you know, from play-by-play to color, and I'm sitting between them. And obviously, in the late 80s, the rivalry between the Celtics and the Lakers were still really hot and heavy, obviously, because they were trading championships at that point. Well, I guess the the, the competition between the franchises carried over to these two guys as well. And so you could just feel the intensity and almost a nastiness. And I love them both, and they're both really nice to me. But you could feel the competition between the two of them. And, you know, when one of them would get up and go to the bathroom, the other guy would go, you know, and most had that very gravelly voice, as you well probably remember. And you go, wow, that blank, 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 blank. And they'd come back, and they'd be really nice. And then the other guy would go to the washroom, and, and uh, Chick Hearn would go, "Guy, ah, he's a blankety, blankety, blank, blank, blank also. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sitting here between two Hall of Famers. I'm much younger back in those days, so I'm, I'm sort of shocked by what I'm hearing. But they were both, you know, obviously at the top of their game back then and Hall of Famers throughout. But it was just really interesting. I could feel the rivalry, even though it was, the, it was just the all-star game back then. But you could just feel the intensity between those two guys because of who they represented back in those days. Remember on Winning Time, they really made Chick Hearn out to be a jerk. You know, yeah, on, yeah, on that yeah. show on HBO. Well, they also they also yeah. they also gave him credit from helping making decisions. Yeah, he was part of the front <laughs> yeah, office. He was part of the front <laughs> office. He probably was. Whispers, you got something for David? Sure. Hey, uh, you know, years ago you said to Daddy Reinsdorf, "I'm never going to ask you about being an owner again due to your ownership in restaurants <laughs> and and minor league baseball." Do you still feel the same way about that now? Oh God, yeah. I mean, it was so interesting that I went up to him one time. The story that you're telling, um, and I had owned a piece of the Schomburg Flyers, the minor league baseball team at the time, and you know, some economic decisions were made, you know, accordingly. Um, and I went up to Jerry and I said, you know, Jerry, I'll never criticize you ever again about any economic decisions because now I'm on the other side of the fence and I totally get it. And he just laughed at me as well he should have. Uh, but yeah, I learned a little bit by being a very, very minute minority owner back in those days. Yes. That's great. How about the restaurant business? Well, the restaurant business is a whole different story. You have to go into the restaurant business knowing that you're probably not going to make it because I don't know what the percentage is, but 90% of restaurants usually don't make it. And, and obviously the pandemic uh, did a lot of our restaurants in at the time, but it was it was fun being part of it, and the food was really good, and I actually got a lot of free food out of it, and that's being a good reporter, <laughs> right, Mark? All right, so before we let you go, look into your crystal ball. Who do you got winning the NBA championship this year? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I'm not discounting, believe it or not, even though a lot of uh, people, the national people, are not picking the Lakers even to make the playoffs. I think they're out of their minds. I, I don't put anything past LeBron. He's still the second greatest player I'll ever hope to see, you know, next to uh, Stacey's old teammate, Michael. And Anthony Davis, I still think if he's healthy, is a top five player in the world as well. By the way, before I even get too high picking, I'm really excited about the rookie crop this year, guys. I don't oh, yeah. know if you are. Yeah, but, we uh, talked about yeah. I mean, when Bunyama is already a difference maker, I mean, not only can he guard the basket, he can guard the three-point line all by himself with that length that he has. It's unbelievable. Scoot Henderson, I'm looking forward to seeing Chet Holmgren. He's going to be here in a couple yeah. of nights. Uh, obviously, the Thompson twins, this is a heck of a rookie crop. But if I had to pick a winner right now, 
I mean, why not? Why not go? Milwaukee has shot the dice here. I'm going to go with the Bucks to win it all. Um, there you go. As long as as long as they stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Pop the Miller High Life, the champagne of bottle beer. It ain't happening. There we go. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. Okay. And that Denver, Denver, Denver is still the team. To well, beat. they're obviously, but you know what, Stacy? It's hard to repeat, yeah, even is. though you were you were part of a you know uh, some repeat yeah. champions here in Chicago. It's in in professional sports for whatever reason, it's getting harder and harder to repeat. It's mentality sure though. Why. It's mentality yeah. because a lot of times this this new generation you know their mindset is they're still parting they're still parting from the year before and when they come into training camp the one thing that we were always able to do is we could turn it off and then get refocused on what we needed to do for the second and third and we also knew how hard it was and how long it took us to get number one that we refused to go back into that situation and we wanted to continue to win because once you get to the top shooter that's where you want to stay once you taste the honey you don't want to taste it. You don't want to taste it. I'm just telling you right now. You don't want to taste it. You just don't want to taste it. That's how we work. Well, all right. Well, t- you guys tell me. Who are you picking at this early juncture? I'm going with Denver. Because Jokic, okay. to me, is still arguably the best player right now in the league. Um, top three. And I think as long as he stays healthy, uh, it looks like he didn't really do a lot this summer. <laughs> he probably was uh, dancing on tables and yeah. watching horses. Yeah. And that's my only yeah. concern about him is that he didn't do a lot this summer because he always looks – his body always looks like he's out of shape anyway. But he does look a little bit out of shape when I've seen him this year, this in preseason. And that's my only concern is that he still got that hangover and that Denver team still has that hangover. But uh, hopefully Mike Malone, uh, who's a very good coach, underrated coach, uh, uh, can turn those guys around and get them refocused on what they need to do. I kind of like Phoenix, hey, David. I, I think mm. I, that they made a lot of under radar moves. You know, with their minimum salaries after they made the trade for Bradley Beal. You know, they had four max guys at one point when DeAndre Ayton was still on the roster, and you know they had no money to spend in free agency. They went out and added some guys that I think are really going to help their bench. And, you know, everyone's talking about Denver and the Lakers. I think Phoenix is going to be really good, and and Bradley Beal's coming in there highly motivated to try to fit in and do what he can. Uh, I think it's Boston and Milwaukee in the East, and you know it, sh- it should be a, a really good playoffs this year. Let me just ask you one last question: uh, Chris Paul out, and, uh, and obviously Chris Paul's going to the Hall of Fame someday as well. But how does he fit out in Golden State? Did you agree with the move that they made to get him? I like him there. I, I mean, he gives you another uh, ball handler and allows Steph Curry to play off the ball more. And Clay Thompson, that means they're going to get easier shots because he's a guy that makes you become more efficient. Uh, he's going to find you in the spots that you want. I still think, shoes that they're too small. I, I think that, you know, as well as they shoot the basketball, uh, the West has gotten bigger. You saw the Lakers yeah. retool with length and size. Yeah. Everybody yeah. now is is gearing up for what Denver brings to the table with length and size. That's the only way you're going to beat that team. You cannot – I mean, it was proven that Miami can't beat – couldn't beat Denver with that, you know, quickness and, and you know, uh, like 6'9", 6'10", guys. you got to have some length and depth and some big guys on your team if you even want to have a chance to mess with uh, the Denver Nuggets. It's always going to be a big man sport, Stacey. You know it better than most. Yes. Uh, by the way, I, I'm hoping that D. Rose fits in down in Memphis. I really, really hope he does. He's always going to be one of my favorites. But I think 
losing Steven Adams, oh, you know, the other day to that. knee surgery, yeah. that's going to hurt that team big, big, big time. It hurt him last year. I, I think had yeah. he been there last year, you know, maybe you're looking at Memphis playing in the, the conference finals and, and maybe, who knows, maybe it's a different game. Um, I think D. Rose, the thing I like about D. Rose signing is he gets to play that first 30 games probably uh, and get a lot of minutes with John Morant being out. Uh, and then I think he moves into more of a role where he gives them experience coming off the bench and it's a change of pace because he's still one of the fastest guards in the league. Even though he's older, he's still one of the fastest guards for 94 feet. Yeah, he's always going to be all of our favorites. I'm sure I can speak for all of you guys as well. Yes, sir. All right, David. Well, thanks for jumping on with us. Look forward to seeing you at the United Center this season. Uh, make sure you're kind to those broadcasters so they don't turn on you during the game. You know, they can be kind of temperamental. hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, never guys, us, though. Never, me. never me. No, of course not, Stacey. I love you guys. All right, I'll catch you Appreciate soon. Thanks for having me. All right, David. Thanks. thanks a lot for coming on. David Schuster, our guest on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Uh, our guy Francisco has put together some uh, some great – numbers uh, for the NBA. We're going to take a look at that and talk a little college football when we come back. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Always fun talking NBA with our good friend David Schuster. And we mentioned that uh, Francisco's been working hard on some uh, graphics. He's got odds for the NBA title favorite. The Boston Celtics are, are, are currently the favorite. And I think that, that with Drew Holiday is a perfect compliment for Tatum and Brown. You know, one of the knocks on those guys is sometimes it was your turn, my turn. There may be some maturity issues with, you know, each one wanting to be the top dog. I think Holiday will, will really help with their mindset. And Porzingis is the wild card. If he can stay healthy at 7-3, you know, with his shooting, that might be something they haven't had before. Well, and, and one thing that Drew Holiday brings, he brings championship experience. He won a championship not too long ago with the Bucs. Uh, he's been an all-star. He's well-respected in the league as being at one of the top two-way Players, And then when you, you factor in what Milwaukee was has done by bringing in Dame Lillard to be the point guard and a scoring point guard of that, now you have a guy that can possibly neutralize Dame Lillard in a playoff series. And right. then now it becomes Brown and Tatum versus, you know, Giannis and Chris Middleton. You know, Milwaukee thinks they have a big three. I don't think Middleton is a big three member. You still having problems with that? Yeah, I, I just don't. I mean, the last two years he's been he's been really battling a lot of injuries. And can you count on him when the, when the chips are on the line? I just don't think. I think one of the things Milwaukee, even though they got Dame Lillard, should probably be looking for a big wing, a guy that can come mm -hmm. in and play multiple positions, um, and then see where they go. They brought Jay Crowder back, but he was terrible last year in the playoffs. Man. He sat out, you know, two thirds of the season. They're hoping oh. that he can come back. When you get into your mid thirties, sometimes it, it just doesn't come back. He aged really quick. Yeah. I mean, it was like dog years. You know, he's like <laughs> he went from being like a kind of semi-athletic in Phoenix. You know, yeah. knockdown, spot up three point shooter to barely being able to move. Didn't get any playing time hardly last year when it, when it really counted. Yeah. And then watching him in preseason, uh, the quickness is no longer there. You know, uh, the little that he did have you know and yeah. he's just probably be, become more of a stationary shooter and in their system can he get away with that yeah uh but they need more from that position someone that can come out there and defend 
a good wing like a Tatum or Brown. And I don't think right now, if they played right now, I don't think he could guard either one of those guys. Yeah, Jimmy was licking his chops. They were teammates oh. at Marquette. And every time you saw him on the court, he could, they didn't even yeah. play him in the last couple of games. No. He ran him right off the and court. And Jimmy played behind him. Yeah. You know, because, you know, Jay Crowder was the, the name player the at Marquette. Guy, He's the yeah. feature guy. And Jimmy was always in the shadows in the background. And then, you know, have an opportunity in the playoff series <laughs> to go against him. He punished you know, him. He's like, oh, yeah. See, this is what this goes to show you. I should have been playing in front of you at Marquette. So I'm going to take it out on you right now yeah he had the old legs going so we'll oh, see if, the real if, old legs jay crowder can bounce back and they got the tank commander uh our guy out there playing the backup hey, card hey listen america okay <laughs> oh we, we we joked about we joked about him here in, in chicago okay <laughs> we joked about him being the tank commander but he has carved out a nice little career yeah. since the last four or five years he had to go over to china Cameron Payne, he had to go over to China. He had to learn how to learn the language over there for a year. Came back over here, had to play in the summer league, and then ended up getting on the bubble team. Mm -hmm. And then he was able to, from that, to parlay some with Phoenix, a new contract. And he's been playing, he's been a very solid backup in Phoenix behind Chris Paul. And now you bring bring him here. He kind of picks up, he he backs up Lillard, Mm -hmm. and he takes over that Javon Carter role that Javon was playing in Milwaukee. Uh, gives you a little scoring. He can shoot the three. Uh, not not much of a defensive player, you know. Right. And that's I think that's where they hurt because you lose two guards in Carter and then uh, Drew Holiday that played both ways. Yeah, and that I think that's really going to hurt them in the end. So it's going to be really a fascinating season. It tips off as we mentioned on Tuesday night. Uh, Cisco put up the Bulls' uh, win totals. Uh, we we're talking about it with David. National media not very optimistic, you know, having them at uh, thirty-seven and a half, and which is a joke. Yeah, plus one forty-five to make the playoffs. So not really thinking that the Bulls are going to be a playoff team this year, but you know, health is going to be a big factor in which teams are going to be in that six through ten spot, and hopefully the Bulls can stay healthy and, and exceed that win total, get into that forty-five. Well, I mean, if I'm a range. if I'm a betting man, I'm taking the over. Um, I, I see the Bulls winning more than 37 and a half games, okay? Uh, I see them – I mean, they won 42 last year. And the roster – 40 last year. 40 last year. So yeah. they won 40 games last year. And they were they were hurt. You had Zach Levine really struggled in the first part of the year. And then in the second, second half of the season, the Bulls were one of the best teams in the league after yeah. All-Star break. They were. So you got to factor in – if you're, you're going to factor in that they've got better talent – you know, they went out, their bench is going to be better. Their bench is going to be one of the best benches in the league. Uh, if, if Billy if Billy plays it the right way, they're going to have one of the one of the deepest teams in the league this year, and that's going to help them propel them past 37 and a half wins. I've got them winning anywhere between 45 and 48. Um, it's anywhere between those numbers. That's a realistic number for me. I, I look at them being somewhere between five and eight. I, I don't expect them to be in the playing game. I expect them to be a solid playoff team this year and not having to play those games to get into the playoffs. When all gets started on Wednesday night, you're going to be hearing plenty of uh, give me the hot sauce calls from Stacy, and uh, that leads us to a commercial break with our, our good buddy Christopher Walken. Thanks, Mike. It's time to start thinking about the holidays. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for gifts, what better gift than some hot sauce? That's right. I mean, fill up the stockings, fill up the fireplace, fill up your refrigerator. Whatever it takes, but have some hot sauce for the holidays. But leave it in the bottle if you're putting in the stockings. Yeah, don't pour it in there. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of stupid people out there. Right? <laughs> Nothing surprises me anymore. But sometimes they don't even think about Thanksgiving. I mean, you put hot sauce on your turkey, 
Put it on your ham. Put it on the rolls. It's all good. <laughs> oh my goodness, the rolls. <laughs> Why wow, not? Christopher Walken. They're good for dipping, right? Sodas in my house. Forget the cranberry sauce. Just yeah, put on some much hot sauce. Yeah, put the, get the hot sauce instead of cranberry. Yeah. I'm not a deal. So it's available at your local Jewel Osco store in Chicagoland. But if you don't live in the Chicagoland area, Christopher, tell the folks how they can get a bottle. I would just go to GiveMeTheHotSauce.com. Mm-hmm. And use one of my codes, walk and cue, or walk and fire, get some free bottles, save one for a gift. How do you spell walking for people who aren't that familiar with it? W-A-L-K-E-N <laughs> and fire. Foo fighter. It's like Foo fighter. fighters. It's F-I-R-E. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, everybody, listen, America, listen to me. Okay, if you haven't tried this hot sauce, you're missing out. I guarantee you, you try one of those hot sauces, you're going to be saying, man, this is some good hot sauce. Absolutely. I mean, I get, I get people every single day that is now in Jewel tweet me every single day. Mm-hmm. They're showing me they're putting on their pizza, their hamburgers, you know, uh, you know, enchiladas. They're, they're just putting on everything. And they're going, oh, my God, this is the best hot sauce I ever tasted. Yep. So I'm not here just to toot my own horn, but it's some damn good hot sauce. There you go. And guess what? She'll like it, too. <laughs> so get your uh, personal stock at GiveMeTheHotSauce.com, and that guy whispers will pack it for you, even though he's kind of he a, loves credit, the pack. He's a credit risk and flight yeah. risk. <laughs> he's got all kinds of problems right now. Yeah, we can't even eat tonight. The guy's, the guy's a loser. Oh, my God. <laughs> like eight credit cards decline. <laughs> He can run a business, but yeah. he can't manage his finances. Oh, my God. We're struggling over here giving hot sauce right now, baby. You call it one we're card. Out, hey, we're out, here, we're out here selling hot sauce on the street corner, baby. Oh, my God. We'll, we'll take cash. <laughs> nobody wants cash anymore. Oh, nobody. Make it all word in his Bitcoin, country. baby. We try to move the Bitcoin right now. Oh, I got some of that, too. <laughs> Your card is declined eight times. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Whisper oh. solid as a rock. He's solid, yeah. yes. <laughs> how many cards can I pull out of my wallet? <laughs> hey, hey, I was like, how many more cards have we got? <laughs> Damn, this last one. It's like the old clown thing with the handkerchiefs. Oh, yeah. America, we're struggling today. And you hand him an apple, guy. Oh. There's no numbers on it. Oh, my God. We're struggling today, America. Oh. We're struggling today, America. You got to excuse us. We had, we had a little incident today. We, we always, our, our, our Sriracha crew, uh, they're those. in charge of ordering food for the group, for everybody in the show. And today, today of all days, of all days, Monday, had to be Monday, Whispers, a.k.a. <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Risk. Mr. Flight Risk, <laughs> he had eight cards. He pulled out all kind of cards. He had gold, platinum, <laughs> black, blue, gray, diamond. Yeah, they're all, all they were all, they were all, all declined. <laughs> Throw them all in the trash. <laughs> so much for that. No limit. Cut, cut them up with a scissors. <laughs> Throw them away. Well, we're making the smooth transition to college football. Uh, Stacy, do you, do you look a little nervous Whoa. watching that game on Saturday? Mark, hush your mouth. Okay, don't ever <laughs> say that. I'm not nervous about nothing. Did we win? Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. Okay. We weren't worried about them. UCF, we weren't worried about them. Yeah. Except for that two-point conversion. A little bit nervous. Mark, I told you. Okay, don't get throw punched. <laughs> had it all okay. the way. Had the sooner we had it all the way. Listen, we came off a bye. We had a huge win against Texas. We had a bye. And I hate when we come off a bye because I yeah. knew this was going to happen. We're playing a team that shouldn't even be in the same zip code as us. We allowed them to, to kind of pretty much do what they wanted. The game was close. I'll give it to them. They played really, really. And, and Dylan Grable used to play for this team. 
Yeah. He used to be the quarterback for UCF when he came, before he transferred and got in the portal and uh, came to Sooner baby. So now you play Kansas this weekend? Is that at Kansas? That's, that's a big game. Yeah. That's a big game. So we'll be up for that. Kansas has the last couple of years is now becoming a football school now to yeah, match basketball. Their program is has really started to be on the rise. Uh, that'll be a big game. Kansas plays really, really well at home. Uh, we've beaten them there the last few years, but it's always been tough. So I expect a big game. It'll be 11 o'clock, baby. Oh, baby, I'll be there. I'll be watching it. <laughs> And then the last edition of Bedlam at Oklahoma State. We're not even looking at them. We're just bypassing. We're looking at November 11th. (laughs) Is that like a bye? Yeah, it's a bye. We're looking at November 11th against West Virginia. And we play BYU, who now is part of the Big 12. Yeah. So we're looking at them and at TCU. We don't even acknowledge Oklahoma State. It looks like 12-0 to me. Yes, exactly. And and playing into the bowl games, playing into the, the championship rounds. How about Jim Harbaugh in Michigan uh, winning 49 cheating. to nothing against nothing Sparty? Nothing more than you know cheating. What? He's going co- to be the coach of the Bears next year. Yeah, it says he's eyeballing it. Because yeah, he's the NCAA cheating. is closing in on him. Yeah. And he's going to, you know. They found out that the kid has been to 11 games. He's going to pull a Pete yeah. Carroll. The guy's been watching 11 teams. <laughs> EA. Cheating. Nothing more than cheating. I'll Jim bet you Harbaugh. his credit card works. Yeah, I bet he does, too. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he got a lot of money over there. If he tries to fight pizza. Uh, hey, hey, Jim Harbaugh, he would be a good coach for the Bears, though. Yeah. You think of what he did with the 49ers. You know, that he did a really good job there. Was that three straight NFC championship games? I think One, so, and they yeah. went to the Super Bowl. Every he, team he's been on. His brother. Mm-hmm. Stanford, so, Stanford was a powerhouse oh, when yeah. he was there. Brought them back. And then he turned it over to uh, the kid, the guy David. Uh, I forgot his name, but they carried. They had Andrew Luckett. Yeah, so. they had they had a nice little run at Stanford, and then he went to San Francisco. You know, played with the 49ers, coached the Forty Niners, and they. I mean, he had Colin Kaepernick turned him into mm-hmm. you know a, a great quarterback, uh, great defense, and uh, you know him and his brother. I mean, that's one thing about it. they always have tough teams. Always have tough teams. He was he was the last guy to sweep the Packers in a season as a Bears quarterback. Yeah, and I, I think there's a good <laughs> chance that he's going to get an opportunity again to go up against the Packers as head coach of the Bears. So something yeah. to watch as we head into the offseason. Time for one of our favorite segments. What are we watching this weekend? Uh, Whispers has found an oldie but a goodie. Hunters on Prime. So they loosely base the, uh, these guys going after Nazis in South America, Europe, and the U.S. And uh, sometimes they just run into one in a grocery store and you got to Stab him right in the neck. And Al Pacino was in <laughs> was in season one, kind of leading the group. Uh, not a part of season two, but no, oh, he is part of season two. He's throughout the whole thing in flashbacks, right? But, but still, is he a dead? Main, main part. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert! But a lot, Spoiler a lot alert. of flashbacks. They well, kill me off. Well, it's in I don't the know why kill me off. It's in the previews. Oh, so you is? can't miss it. Even them yeah. finding Hitler is in the previews and Ava Braun. Oh, okay. All right. Is that uh, Al Pacino right there in the middle? Yeah. With the hair looking like no, like no, no, no that's Loggins? the other. That's the kid. No, uh, he doesn't look like that. Oh. Al Pacino in there. That's weird. He's well, one of the stars. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, hey, no, Whis- it's, it's Whispers it's is recommending. It starts off a little slow, but then the violence really picks up. Well, that's nicely. what I'm talking about. I need to see violence. <laughs> yeah, I like the violence, violence. nasty deaths. Like yes, yes, knives like. in the eyeball, that kind of stuff. Oh, I like that kind of yeah. stuff. All right, Stace, you're up next. Oh, Mission Impossible, baby! Okay. Oh, Dead Reckoning. Oh, I, I watched it last night and uh, highly impressed. Tom Cruise, he's got to be like 60 years old. Okay, over 60. Looks good. Though. And I'm going to tell you something, man. This dude is in shape. He doesn't seem like he ages. He does all his stunts, it seems like. Some of the stunts in this in this movie was was unreal. And it's a part one. There's going to be another yeah. part to this. And there's a lot of good actors in it. You know, he got his crew with them, Ving Rhames and his, all his guys. And, of course, you know, there's, there's pretty girls in there. But... 
Tom Cruise, I'm telling you, man, when you look at Tom Cruise, like he never ages, like Benjamin Button. Yeah. He's just aging in reverse. And there's tons of action. I mean, oh, yeah. hey, listen, realistic action. I mean, it's not like, you know, John Wick who yeah. falls out of a 15-story <laughs> window and it's like a Marvel superhero is right, able right. to miraculously or fall down a, 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 like these steps of like a million steps and he's able to get up and walk away. Uh, but it's, the, the action is realistic and Tom Cruise does a good job in this movie. And my recommendation, uh, they've come back with a third season of The Morning Show. It features uh, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. It's on Ooh. Apple TV. <laughs> and, you know, the thing about it is if you're in the business, you really understand all the, the backstabbing and people climbing over each other trying to get the plum assignments. And even if, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the graphic. Those two went head-to-head -head trying to get the plum assignments, doing anything and everything to try to uh, distinguish themselves over the other. And they brought in John Hamm this year as a guy who bought their network, uh, it's a really a fun show, especially if you've got any uh, media in your background, because uh, you know I, I could tell you a million stories, but me too. I don't, I don't, <laughs> people just uh, doing whatever they can to try, to try to get ahead. It's, what it's, season is this for that show? Because I watched it in the first season. This is season and when three. when uh, when Reese Witherspoon was just an amateur, like she right. just came on and from she a small did, market, from a yeah. small market, yeah. and and I I was, fine. I was like, man, this is a pretty good show, and I just thought it was just going to be like a one time deal, and I did not know they were going to go into you know second and third yeah. season that's Do impressive they look that good though in the show that's a great pick uh, yeah. jennifer aniston again she's yeah. held her looks you know she's like got the time yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah she's uh she looks good yeah. <laughs> you all right yeah, <laughs> yeah jennifer jennifer aniston looks good man she's some she's smoking so so those are the recommendations that we have for you today then if mike is listening in the car oh, he could probably oh, weigh in on oh. the jennifer aniston my, uh, my, yeah, mike's, mike's probably sweating right now <laughs> he's got his shirt off he's doing push-ups in the parking lot 64 degrees today america he's out there sweating right now <laughs> Oh, Windy City Limzo provides a championship service. Making a reservation is so easy, it's a slam dunk. Double twins. <laughs> Let Windy City break the full core pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style and on time. Contact Windy City at 847-916-9300. That's 847-916-9300. Or visit WindyCityLimos.com and ask for my personal driver, the great Mike Amaroth. He's the perfect. He, he stopped by. Let me tell you something. Mike always takes care of me. Yeah. Okay, so today I was I was a little sleepy. I was tired. I was sleeping in the car. He he, he went and got me some Starbucks. He got me Starbucks to wake me up. In America, that's why and the his energy, credit card works. Yeah, his credit card works. He always works. <laughs> hey, that's one thing I don't have to worry about. Mike, Mike, Mike's money's good. Uh, I can't say too much about Timmy Whispers over here. I don't, <laughs> I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, tried, I tried to do some Shiba Inus and hey, didn't work listen, either. Listen, hey, you know when our Sriracha crew comes in like eight times and says that car didn't work, that car didn't work, that car didn't work. I was like, wow. We hit rock bottom over here. Right. <laughs> finally, finally done. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so you got Ooh. any more breaking news before we get out of here, Whispers, other than your oh, bankruptcy oh. pending? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it includes a player option for Giannis in uh, 27. That's a long time. Yeah, geez. yeah, that was like an hour yeah. ago. It's too late. Yeah. Give us some new news. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, schedule but, us coming out. But that uh, suspension, uh, Kareem Jackson. <laughs> okay. For hitting the oh. tight end. Seven games. Yeah, that's pretty severe. But that's like yeah. his fourth penalty. Like he's targeting. It's going to cost him five hundred sixty grand. But that's like his fourth time he's been flagged. Yeah, yeah. That, right. You, you, it's, well, it's, if he didn't learn after the first two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got something to say, uh, Cisco?
Yeah, we're having problems with the microphones out there with the Sriracha crew. Oh my goodness. You gotta hear this hate it's it's a struggle. Head. You guys hear me now? Yes, we can okay. hear you. Yes. Uh, just update on the Phillies D backs game is five one D backs. All right, Ooh. so we could be headed to a game seven in both leagues. Where 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 are they playing at tonight? Philadelphia. That's that's impressive yeah. because it's hard yeah. to beat the Phillies in Philadelphia. They got that lead like that, boy, and they got to go finish the game. Is it is it Game Seven in game Philly? Game Seven in Philadelphia too. Oh man! And, and remember, the Diamondbacks killed the Cubs season. They beat them six out of seven in September. So they're the ones that, that sent the Cubs. So home. they're playing. They're playing some good baseball yeah. when it counts. And Not then a lot you, of big names, but that is a that is a good squad. The Rangers and the and the Astros is a great series. Game Seven Monday night. Yeah. Oof. So Oof. baseball getting excited. Come so on, get Dusty. The World Dusty baby, come on. Baby, you gotta win. Hopefully they'll finish the season before Thanksgiving. It keeps going later and later, but they've been lucky with the weather so far. Hopefully that'll continue. Seventy degrees tomorrow. Is this like seventy-five degrees tomorrow? Yeah, in, in Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> but you never know what's going to be like in Philadelphia if they have the world. Hey, forget there. them. Who cares? We only care about <laughs> we're gonna Chicago. Enjoy the we're going to enjoy our weather. So we're going to get out of here. We're going to say goodbye. I want to thank the Sriracha crew. I want to thank our guests. I thank David Schuster for joining us, talking some NBA, and Mark Grody giving us the latest on the Bears. And as we mentioned with our breaking news, Giannis Antetokounmpo signs a three-year extension with the Bucks. So until next time, make sure to tune in as the Bulls get their season started, and uh, we will see you next week with the early results. Drive home safely, Chicago. Beep, beep.